we really should start this podcast. Because <laughs> that's a rabbit hole I'm prepared to go down, but it doesn't feel like the time. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Three Assist Equals One Gold podcast presented by the Pens Blog and the Res Patreon Network. My name, as usual, is Jeff, and I am joined, as always, by Josh and Rez. Josh, what's good tonight? What is good is Max Verstappen and Team Red Bull. I'm not sure if I love it, but goddamn, they have been fast lately. Have they not? We don't like that. We don't appreciate that. That is not good, and we are moving on. Rez, how are you on this fine, fine evening? Jeff, as always, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for asking well, Rez, thank you. I'm uh, I'm glad you are doing well tonight. Um, so before we get into our little mailbag, spoiler alert, we're doing a little mailbag tonight. Um, two quick orders of business. First off, um, you know, we want to offer our condolences to the you know friends, family, the entire Blue Jackets organization on the passing of um, you know, goaltender Matisse Kivlenix. And secondly, there's there's not a whole lot going on in. Uh, Penguins land these days besides everyone arguing on Twitter about who should and should not be protected in the uh, upcoming expansion draft. But the the actual job may have just gotten a little bit harder for Hextall and company as um, you know it was announced today that Stat Sam, Sam Ventura, would be leaving the organization uh, to take a VP of Hockey Strategy and Research job with the Buffalo Sabres. Um, you know, obviously that that kind of sucks for for us fans of of the Penguins to see, you know, someone that that talented and that you know bright leave the organization. But I think I speak for you know the three of us here when we say that we're we're super happy for Sam uh, to see him get a promotion and you know more responsibility and really a chance to to build something for the from the ground up. So congrats to to Sam there. Anything you guys want to add? Super happy for Sam. I really hope that. Some other folks in the organization are able to operate spreadsheet documents. That is my biggest point of contention here. Uh, but in in all honesty, great move. I mean, look, great project to potentially be a part of uh, in terms of what could be going on up in Buffalo. I think he's he's going to be really good to, to make sure that they maximize the return that they get for Eichel because you know Eichel's not staying. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, huge shout out to Sam. Um, always was good having him a part of the organization and get, getting those rings and all that. And then again, just like Jeff said, you know, uh, condolences out to the entire Columbus organization. Reading about that stuff uh, uh, last night and this morning, just awful. Um, and so, yeah, just you, you, you hate to see that kind of stuff pop up every 4th of July, but it continues to. Uh but yeah, so uh, condolences to them, congratulations to Sam, and uh, mailbag stuff. Let's do it. Let's um, let's get the big one out of the way first. Um, so from from our good buddy Morgan, uh, he asked who would win in a fight between us and dying alive. Uh, street fight, no rules. Uh, you guys mind? I'll just I'll just take this one. Uh, I think the answer is is pretty obvious. Like it's us. Three of the six of the people involved in this conversation uh, are gutter rats, and that's the three of us. Um, so let's move on to the next question. So we'll keep the uh, fighting theme going here for a minute. Uh, our good buddy 
Bubs had four questions for us. The first one is who would win a fight between Craig Adams, Zach Sill, Jack Johnson, and Tanner Glass? The viewers. <laughs> I, I kind of lean Tanner Glass out of those names right away. It's definitely not Jack Johnson. I feel like definitely like glass jaw type situation. He there. was he was only effective at dumping players from behind onto his own goalie. It's a great point. And dumping pucks in, Jeff. Hello. <laughs> um, no, Tanner Glass legitimately seemed like he had something wrong with him. Uh, and so I'm going to go with him. My initial reaction was, like, if we're, if we're talking like a fatal four-way type deal here, to, it's got to come down to, like, Zach Sill and, and Tanner Glass, right? Like, Zach Sill just seemed like a fucking maniac. Um, Glass was, was always a, a tough customer. I don't know many finance bros that can take a hit. I know Craig Adams got his got his lunch handed to him by Malkin a few years back. So, you know, I think I think between Adams and Johnson, they they'd go down pretty early, and then you know we get a we get a real a real brawl out of out of Sill and Glass. But I I think I, I vaguely remember Zach Sill beating the shit out of someone, and I don't remember who. Um, but he's he's my pick here. He. If you had to seed it, that's where it becomes kind of interesting to me. If we had to seed this tournament, are we giving Glass and Sill buys and making Johnson and Adams fight each other in a, in like a round one type of scenario, or are we doing like a are are we doing like a one through four type of seeding where I feel like Glass is probably your number one seed. He gets Johnson. And then that that Adam Silva fight kind of becomes interesting to me. So how are we going about seeding this, Jeff? I would probably seed it uh, glass, sill, and then coin flip, probably Johnson, I guess. Because um, I feel like Johnson has gotten into more scraps in the um, in the NHL than than Craig Adams has. Craig Adams was always kind of like a, a little bit of a baby to me. I don't I don't remember him really doing doing too much uh to you guys adams adams was i got way more like past energy from adams i think he is he and johnson are definitely sort of the outliers on either edge of this list like jack johnson started to really really suck at hockey and then therefore started getting lumped in with goons but he was just a different type of shitty whereas adams was just like I don't, I don't know. Like he, he was never much of a brawler, I guess, or at least that's how my memory sort of builds it. Sill has been on plenty of tickets here and against a bunch of fucking former penguins, like Greg McKegg, <laughs> for example. <laughs> I was um, just looking at that. Yeah. I was um, literally watching that fight as you were talking. Wait, Rez, you're looking at a player's, history while we're recording the podcast for interesting josh i think maybe the fight that you're remembering is is the clayton stoner fight like that's the one that seems to stick in my head and i haven't yet watched it but for some reason i'm thinking that may be the one but i mean the dude's got balls he's gone with wilson he's gone with boro like he's fought some pretty big guys and he he fat he fought Zach Stortini in the A as well. He fought Steve Ott. 
fought Eric Griba, fought Lance, Lance Boma. Jesus. He fought Seti Paquette I, I, way back in the day. I think we're sleeping on Zach Sill. That's pretty fair. Borrow I twice. agree with what you guys are saying. I just feel like Tanner Glass has nothing to lose. Like, the, this is a man that doesn't like himself. And when you don't like yourself, I, I mean, really, Tanner Glass isn't fighting Zach Sill. Tanner Glass is fighting Tanner Glass. And that is a terrifying individual. Tanner Glass fought Kyle Turris in 2017. Kyle Turris hasn't been the same since. Glass does I, have I feel the need to specify that that was sarcasm. <laughs> Glass does have some heavy weights on here. It's it's Sill, Glass, Johnson, Adams for me. You you think Johnson's going to beat up Adams? Yeah, because Adams okay. is a fucking rat. Oh, I love that. I love that energy you're bringing right now. Uh, yeah, I can go with that. I think that's the seating. Can, can uh, I ask another question? Are we doing lame-ass hockey fights where they have to be on skates, or are we talking like we're going to put them in the octagon, we're going to get Bruce Buffer out there and do the, ah, now. What, what are we doing here? I don't think it matters because Tanner Glass fought Douglas Murray back in 2010. There's no recovering from that. What's Tanner Glass up to? Craig Adams does have some nice names on this list, including Ryan Malone. <laughs> oh, shit. Is Evgeny Malkin on there? No, but the first thing that, co that comes up when you search Craig Adams in hockey fights is him fighting Malkin. I think we, I think we solved it. Uh, Rez, the next one is specifically for you. Um, Wes, <laughs> Wes wants to know what putter he should get so you don't bully him again. Uh, there's only one answer. Uh, it's got to get a Scotty Cameron. I'm a big Newport 2 guy. That's what I got in my bag. Uh, Josh, do you want to chime in here uh, get, as we evangelize uh, our boy Wes into the family of the Scotties? Big Scotty Cameron guy here myself. Uh, it it just it changes your life. It changes your outlook on everything. That made in America milling is there's just nothing better. I personally was hoping that you guys would tell him something wrong so you could continue to bully him. But um, you know, that's that's just for my own amusement. If we were gonna go that direction, it would basically be like anything Mizuno. Um or just like one of those rubber mallets you get at a putt-putt course, uh, which basically seemed like what he was putting with anyway. So, uh, well, you know, with that, eyes, with that club, what do you expect? You got to go snake eyes all day. In, in fact, the next time you are on the course, Wes, just kindly ask the guy in the pro shop, ask if they've got anything that was left behind on the green, and then putt with that. Yep, uh, that's you're awesome. using the course's energy. It's a very sort of reciprocal circularity life energy thing, and that's really all putting is about at the end of the day. Is this how I should be going about getting clubs? It is absolutely how you should build your bag. Lost and found, baby. Yep, absolutely. Uh, think of Kevin Nealon's character in Happy Gilmore, right? Up and down and around. It's like a carousel. 
uh, we've really got to concentrate and think about that as you're going through building that bag. And again, Wes, you also strike me as a big, like, you know, putts with his glove on guy, like an absolute dipshit. I don't mean that about you. I mean, just like those people that do that in general. So if you choose to go a different direction, that's not a Scotty Cameron, the elite of the elite. If you choose to go the Buffalo Sabres of butters and, you know, get yourself like a Mizuno like mallet, that's fine for you. Um, I'm also not, and Josh, you can chime in here. Also not a mallet guy. I feel like people who putt with mallets are cheaters and they should be outlawed um, blades for life, but you know, to each their own. I got to have at least one blade in my bag, so it might as well be the putter. I love it. This is good information. Jeff, did you understand anything we were talking about just now? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I just completely zoned out. Just remember. This could help you in Mario Golf if you are. It, it really could. Are you still using the cavity backs in Mario Golf? What? You got the cavity backs? Those game improving irons? I don't know. I just you. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> so blade, blade or mallet? Frankly, frankly, I don't appreciate it. Blade or mallet? I'll, I'm actually. This is all encompassing evergreen golf tip. Just subscribe to the Amazon Hot Deals of the Day category golf, and just buy everything. That goes on a lightning flash sale. There, you will your game will improve immensely. Best friend of the pod, Theodore Flaxton, wants to know if there's anyone on Twitter that can run faster than him in a race, but also answered it himself with a resounding no. And frankly, I, I agree with that. So, um, anything? No, the challenge, the challenge has been laid. Tell him to name the place. I will personally race him. I will not. Um, I have no doubt that Theo can run faster than me. Uh, I feel like he's been training for quite a while. He runs a lot of laps around his mansion. He does run a lot of laps around his mansion. Extremely successful dojo. Um, A dog that is extremely well-trained in Bongo. Much more well-trained than Jeff Soggs that we've been continually dealing with throughout this podcast. Um, So, no, but I would love to see him race, Josh. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I would be there. Uh, super excited uh, to to see that action, but no, I, I feel like he, he's probably right. Uh, especially, great question, especially in Olympic year. Oh, but right. I'll, yeah, I'll leave that to the group. Do do we have like a bunch of hyper athletic followers of the pod? I feel like all of these challenges are very physical in nature. I do feel like, like people I are just very see- interested in what our bodies can and cannot do. I'll tell you what, they're going to be disappointed. I'm just keeping it real. I will say I am that I would peak, love to see the more than Josh. Of human high performance. Well, obviously. <laughs> what I would love to see more than Josh versus Theo, give me Shachari. I, I, I apologize if I can't say her name to like the, the weird avalanche kid. Uh, Shachari Richardson and her marijuana uh, suspension which is absolute bullshit. Give me her against Theo. Theo, a famous proponent against marijuana. Wow. That could be, that could be interesting. That's the match match right there. Yeah. Theo versus Achari 
in 100 meters. Woo! Is she on Twitter? Yeah, I think so. All right, I think we can set that up. If not, then it would be Enter Shikari. (laughs) Wow. We're doing really good at this. We're, We're about... We're getting close to I think you should leave time. I'm doing the best at this. I'm not sure why that had like shades of Borat. You can edit that out too. <laughs> that's that's dang. <laughs> Josh have, is all, I have Josh literally has one been... accent and it sucks. And no matter <laughs> what I try to do, it's always the same and it always sucks. Jeff, do you have any do you have any more questions for us? You know what, Rez? I do. Uh, Jay ha- wants to know what our favorite grillable meats are. Love a good steak. Big prime rib guy. Reverse sear, potentially, type situation. Uh, either like a prime rib or a tri-tip. Uh, you get it on the smoker to about 110-ish degrees and finish it on the grill. Uh, that's th- Those are two of my go-tos. Uh, what about you, Joshua? The, the Steady Eddie middle of the road is just a nice thick cut uh ribeye uh looking for some pretty good marbling there uh you got to go a good inch and a half maybe more depending upon how uh how aggressive you're looking to get nice reverse sear nice reverse sear simple easy don't overdo it with the spices now exotic just any cut of lamb that is grilled correctly is pure electricity and a lot of different bodily fluids which i'm not at liberty to discuss due to a pending litigation uh at the moment but i'm going to go with lamb leg here the differentials in texture the composition just the leanness of the meat without the sacrificing of the, the tenderness. Uh, it's, it's just a tremendous cut of meat. Uh, I like to go with sort of a, an Indian array of spices there. Uh, and you can, you can do some nice stuff with it. Wild card, though not a meat, one of my new favorites on the grill is a very simple smoked mac and cheese. It will blow your fucking mind pairs well with any meat uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do a quick jump back in to piggy because i didn't know we got to do like wild cards and shit uh in the pacific beautiful pacific northwest uh love a good duck uh it, it is very temperamental but the fat alone <laughs> if you keep it uh it is worth the price of admission and so, that yeah. that skin if you can get it super super crispy oh my god it is Incredible. Throw away your butter. You should be using duck lard. Yep. It's mm-hmm. 2021. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeff, go ahead. Sorry. Josh, I'm I'm with you on the on the smoked mac and cheese. We made some uh, a couple weeks ago and it was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the the pork chops I just I just grilled today, they turned out really nice, but you know, for for me it's it's some sort of steak and it's not close. Uh, I think I've had some cut of of steak basically like every week since I since I got my new grill. I don't I don't really usually my go to is also a ribeye, but 
it's it's the reverse sear, man. Uh, I do I do mine for about depending on the thickness of the steak. I try to go as, as kind of thick as possible. Um, two twenty five to two fifty for about forty five minutes if it's if it's thick enough. Um, and then I pull it off the grill while I crank up the heat. Uh, try to get it up around like four fifty or so, and just let the let the steak rest as as the grill's coming coming up the temperature. And then throw it back on for a couple minutes. Usually about three to five on on each side gets that nice that nice crust on it, um, but still is is all nice and nice and juicy and and a nice mid rare, you know when it's when it's all done resting. Now now for the for the pod and for the greater good, the tomahawk craze is just that, right? You're just paying for a lot of extra bone. It's sort of like a hey, I drive a really big truck especially because I have a large dick situation, right? Yeah, I'll jump in here. Yeah, absolutely. The The whole tomahawk thing is absolutely horseshit. It's because somebody at some fucking restaurant wants to charge you $80 for a steak. That doesn't make any sense. Not a fan. It does make really good Instagram stories, though, I will say that. People, you know, I'm not for the gram. I'm for the Patreon. But teach their own. Jeff, you, I feel like Jeff has big tomahawk opinions. I mean, no. You can get a better cut of meat for half the price at any good steakhouse. I feel like I would rather have a real tomahawk. Yes. <laughs> One free tomahawk with the purchase of two ribeyes. <laughs> I, I used to have a hatchet. Was it Hatchet by Gary Paulson? The best book ever created? No, it was um, whatever the insane clown posse guy carried around. Yeah, no, honestly, that's what Hatchet is about, is about the juggalo life. So what was uh, what was the book about the wolf White Fang? Yeah, White Fang. That book's dope. That was Jack London. Yeah, it's not a wolves, no ju- wolves just have uh, hatchets for teeth. Mm-hmm. Wolves are honestly sick. I sent you a link about that wolf a while ago. I don't think you probably read that thread, but whew, boy, I've heard that the bones are their money. Like I feel like, like wolves, six times. I feel like wolves probably don't have a monetary system because they're kind of like past that. I mean, I get that. I think they've evolved beyond them. fiat. So are wolves like really big into Bitcoin? How much Doge are they holding? I'm gonna fly to Philadelphia and run you over with an ATV. Uh, I feel no. I feel like wolves are post currency. Is what I'm saying. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, but who? It's impossible. To say. Uh, so sticking with with the food category here, um, Bubs had his had his other three questions um, being hot dog related. So the first two are um, your favorite hot dog toppings and how many hot dogs can you eat in 30 minutes? Oh, God. So I'm, I'm pretty basic here, right? Like, just give, me, just give me ketchup, mustard, maybe some diced onions and, and a little bit of cheese and, and I'm good. Now, if, if I'm, you know, treating Kathy to, to a nice little date night, <laughs> you treat your wife to date night with hot dogs with chili cheese dogs thank you 
all beef, baby. Everyone listening to this all of a sudden is like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Um, but like, I, I feel like I could probably do like, I don't know, maybe eight dogs in 30 minutes. Like when I was <laughs> like, why did you bring up date night to say you eat eight dogs in 30 minutes? Cause the second half of the question was how many hot dogs can you eat in 30 minutes? And if I'm and trying that, to, that is, is a date night. that is if, the ideal date night. If I'm trying to impress my my gal, I'm eating eight hot dogs in 30 minutes. The Rez, the third half of the question is, what is your ideal date night? So Jeff's just covering all of them. <laughs> Me eating eight chili cheese dogs. I mean, God speak to you and your marriage. <laughs> and your plumbing. <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> I can't follow that. Mustard and probably seven. That's what I got. <laughs> um. Okay, hold on. My jaw hurts from laughing at you in your date night. Um, uh, I, I'm big into, I like the kosher dogs. Good snap. Big fan of those. Um, mustard and onions. That's kind of my go-to. If there's a delicious chili, uh, I, I, I can participate in that with some cheese. So you uh, also the, like the finer things. I do, but the chili needs to have no beans. I'm not putting beans on a hot dog. That's fucking weird. And in th how many was it? How many can you eat in 30 minutes? Yeah. Four. I'm not eating six hot dogs in 30 minutes. No way. Rez, are you a hot dog at the turn guy? Yeah. Oh yeah. Love hot dog or a chicken strip. Good chicken strip basket. You're splitting it with the boys at the turn. Love glove, that glove on or off for the pork missile consumption. Off, yeah, no, I'm immediately glove off all the time. The glove is on for the shot and it's coming immediately off. I'm not, I'm not having the glove on longer than it needs to be. How many hot dogs do you think Wes has eaten with that glove? Mm. Now we're into questions I give a shit about. Um. Oh shit! I mean, we're talking eight, nine hundred, eight, nine hundred dogs. I mean, that's a lot of pork that that boy has been putting down in that glove. That glove is—I don't even know. I zoomed in. I did a zoom in. I don't even think that that brand makes gloves anymore. Josh, you got an opinion here? Do you, have you have you checked out this glove? I, I, unfortunately, yes. And I I tend to agree. I it's, think I saw that glove when I was watching World War II in color. It's oh, actually yeah, made absolutely. from the Shroud of Torin. <laughs> that glove is actually, if you zoom in enough, it's, it's actually a Churchill. Uh, <laughs> named after, of course, Winston, a famous drunk. So, 
It, okay, quick question. I'm going to throw out to the pot. If Winston Churchill's drunk ass was still around, what NHL team do you think he would support? Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm. See, I figured he'd probably be like an Islanders guy. I love both of those answers for different reasons, but I feel like he'd be deep into the Midwest. I feel like Winston Churchill would like, I feel like he'd be like really into like St. Louis. But aren't the Islanders just the Leafs with more recent success? They've won four cups in the 80s. What the Leafs got. That is true. Man, a lot of dudes with pictures of Felix Potvin are going to yell at you online once this goes live. It's simple. Churchill would be a Leafs fan because the Leafs, the last time the Leafs were good was when he was fucking alive. <laughs> Man, Jeff, how do you how do you feel as a proud supporter of English uh, footy? This has got to be pretty conflicting for you right now. Why? He, it's a big run for them. So why is it conflicting? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. It feels like you're probably really into Winston Churchill. I don't know how that all works. I, I'm I feel in... like Harry Kane is just very problematic. Like, he looks problematic to me. <laughs> oh, I'm going to Google English footy and see. It's, it's the hair and the slack jaw. And the fact that he, like, drools like Max does. Man, the Max drooling, that's what I want to, that's what I wanted someone to write in and ask about because I've, I'm got a lot of questions about that. I mean, you can ask them. This is allowed. Okay. So my question <laughs> to the podcast is, is why does Max sound like he's gargling on liquids every time he's on the radio? Red His Bull re-engineered lips. those cars. So the cup holder is much closer to their face now. His lips are just so perpetually chapped. And it's Man, it's it, it's concerning. It would be so sick if McLaren was like, Hey, our big innovation is a cup holder. <laughs> and I would be like, Man, Zach, me and you, buddy, we're going straight to the top. Or what is what does Zach wash down his ribs with? It's gotta be whole milk, right? like pure unadulterated free range whole fucking milk it's either that or like just like straight coke like a gallon of like coke Coca cola the old formulation that actually had cocaine in it oh no he adds that in himself he 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 he's he's connected enough now where he knows what the original recipe is. He pours it into a gallon jug and like shakes it up, and and he drinks that himself. While we're here, Zach, please accept my LinkedIn connection request. I would love to network. <laughs> Zach was real busy online with everybody giving Lando props. He was he he was participating. He was super into it. Weren't we all, man? Weren't we all? Great weekend for Lando. Uh, So while we're on the topic of hot dogs and our very good boys, the final part to Bub's question um, and kind of ties in with one that Nick Case asked, 
Bubs asked if if Phil was going to return this year. And Nick asked if you could have one and only one back. Is it Phil or is it Flurry? I it's 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 Phil. I don't Phil. give two shits about Flurry. Like Mark seems like a super nice guy. I appreciate all he's done for the city of Pittsburgh. I'm ready to never watch him play hockey ever again. It's Phil. Give me Phil. Hey. Give me Phil. That that's what I need in my life. Yeah. Like imagine me- old Phil and new Phil operating on the same team together. I just oh my god. Obviously we're talking about Kapanen. Um Oh. Just old Phil teaching new Phil the the moves. Oh. I uh, I would I would I would rather play with no goalie <laughs> and have Phil than have a goalie and no Phil. Oh, that we saw what happens when you play with no goalie. But I think one, <laughs> any answer other than Phil here is categorically wrong. Two, the announcement on Twitter should be a photo of Phil's movie room in his house, but now with two chairs. And now Phil and Kapanen watch movies together, sitting side by side. In fact, Kapanen, maybe watch... Kapanen has to bring his own. It's a oh, yeah. Kapanen It's an inflatable not... chair. It's a no, it's a beanbag. He's, he's got love sack money. Let's be real. <laughs> Phil doesn't really care that he's there. It's just gonna. What he just Phil... refuses to call him by his real first name. Like he calls him like random other names that start with K. Kyle, Keith, Kevin Kapanen, Kevin Kapanen, Kevin. Oh my God, Kevin Kapanen, so funny. That's like his dipshit alter ego. Like when when Gasparri Kapanen goes to the Ross Park Mall, he suddenly becomes Kevin Kapanen. It's also he, he put, uh, Clue's dog, which is very funny. As soon as as soon as he puts on the bucket hat, he becomes Kevin. Kevin Kevin. What is, certi- what is certified public accountant? What is Phil screening? So on that night, like right, it's obviously it's probably going to be a double feature. What is Phil screening for Kyle Kapanen that evening? Hot Rod. Okay. Yep. Hot Rod is Hot Rod's the first one. Absolutely. Man on fire, and he will not stop talking about how he thinks it's Denzel's best film. <laughs> I I love that. I could also see it. I could also see Phil being like deep into like 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 some sort of deep art house film. He imports his own German films. <laughs> It's just shies of porn. <laughs> or or Phil's like, he watches Fight Club, but he pretends it's his first time watching it every single time, every time he watches it with someone new. He's like, holy fuck, they're the same person? <laughs> Edward Norton is like there. Edward Norton hanging out with Phil Kessel is... No. A thing that's very specific just for me that I would really love. He's just giving live commentary. 
I, I've got it. Interview with a vampire. Oh, shit. That Phil is a huge interview with a vampire fan. I'm certain of it. He loses it. also probably it when... like super into Blade. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, yeah. 100% he's really into Blade. Or, or Phil is just like... I, I could also see him just like being like, hey, let's watch Die Hard four times tonight. And Only see... if it's Christmas time. <laughs> No, obviously, I mean, it's, you know, it's hockey. It's kind of, you know, it's cold out there. You know, they're getting in the mood. Phil's like, hey, you you want a little whiskey in your in your hot chocolate there, Carrie uh, Kapanen or whatever the fuck your name is? Uh, your dad did what? Played hockey? That's cool. Um, no, yeah, I could see him just, like, also being like, this is the one of the six movies I've ever seen. Who's that in the corner? Rick talking? You don't need to worry about him. He's he's just here to... You can only watch what he has on VHS and DVD because he has one of those <laughs> dual players that only hooks up to the screen via the AV cables. And he makes Kevin hook it up every time. But he knows how to do it. Like He, he has to remind him every time, hey, like the red goes with the red. The white goes with the white, and the yellow. The yellow goes with the goes yellow. With the yellow. Yeah, yes, that's a pretty good reminder. Why is Rick Tockett dressed all in Allstate merchandise? Is that like a? Is that like a thing? You don't need to worry about Rick Tockett, son. You need to worry about winning the Stanley Cup next year. That's why you didn't. By the time you see Rick Tockett, it's already too late. <laughs> Kaplan shows up to training camp the next year and Crosby's like did you meet Tockett but Tockett actually just doesn't realize that he's not Phil like he goes back to all the old inside jokes and, and Kaplan's like I don't know what the fuck this guy is talking about I, I mean, I I feel like we nailed it. I don't know. I don't even remember what the question is, but I feel like we did a real good job. Look, look, look I'm I'm super pumped that everybody whitewashed Flurry's entire past. Good on him for getting the Vezina. The Golden Knights are they? Hey, they they're a competitive hockey club that it took a very short period of time since their inception to be competitive, but they haven't brought home the hardware. Uh, individual accolades are great. Call me when you do something that actually means something. I just I'm I really love for Mark that that uh learner isn't more as petty as I am because I would just nope. be like Oh, did I do the name wrong again? <laughs> <laughs> I hate this part of the podcast. Lene? No, say it so I can say it right. Robin Lenner. Not is Lerner. Not Learner, learner seems fine. Uh, Robin, you're learner. learning. Yeah, I am learning. Thank you. Um, no, I'm super excited for Flurry that Learner isn't as petty as <laughs> most goalies would be, and just kind of lets him do his thing. It's wonderful for him. Shout out to Robin Learner. Future Robin, Robin Learner. 
the Pens trade for him, you're going to have to learn how to pronounce his name. I will refuse. But I do want them to trade for him. That would be sick. <clears throat> That'd be so dope. So, so if if Phil is the third stage final evolution of Phil, and Kapanen is either the first or second stage, who is who is the third of this triumvirate? Cole Caulfield. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't that's hate pretty that. good. I don't hate that. He needs to gain like thirty pounds, but yeah, but it's all it's all held in his face already. Let Jeff take him out on a couple dates. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's like, we're gonna go to Maine and we're gonna eat hot dogs that have lobsters on them. This doesn't uh, taste anything like a lobster roll. It's because it's a chili cheese dog. Uh, no, no, no arguments here. Either that, or if if Jeff, if you could also do that with Matt Barzal, that would also be really productive for for everyone involved. Uh, so those are that's the only other name I would throw into the ring. But yeah, absolutely. Matt Barzal, come on the pod. Let's be friends. Matt Barzal, come on the Arbor Dome. I hope you love trees, bud. We also actually have two pens questions too. Um, I I mean, it's really one, but it's kind of two. So the first one is from um, our buddy Ryan. Ryan writes on the hockey newsletter with uh, Katie and Ian and myself. And he also creates and posts the best sandwiches on the Dumb Bird app. Like his, his sandwiches just look so divine. So he asked if the Penguins should keep Cody CC and if that changes our answer, if he asks for a raise. Keep him where you've got him. Um, and don't pay him anymore. I, I think the question is never, well, not never. The question is rarely, do you keep X player? The question should be, can you, who, who, well, can you first and foremost, but then who do you replace said player with CC ate a lot of minutes and played mm-hmm. exceedingly well versus what he was paid. And therefore the likelihood of finding a suitable replacement at the same sort of pay bracket is incredibly low. So if, what if, what if I told you that they already have that? enlighten me i look at it like this right you have like john marino is not going to have the rough start to to his year that that he had this past year you know he already slots in as your your number two defenseman on on your right hand side behind Latang. you only have one spot open and you already have mark friedman who can play both sides but he's a right shot you already have chad ruedel who i rate pretty highly and i think is probably better than cody cc um and frankly, you have Marino's uh, $4.4 million contract kicking in um, next year. You probably are looking to re-sign Evan Rodriguez. You should be looking to re-sign Freddie Goodrow. And then you have Bluger, Aston Reese, and Zahorna, who are all restricted free agents. Bluger and Aston Reese are, are going to get some, going to get paid. I just don't see where the money is going to be to 
re-sign someone like Cody CC, even at the same the same price that that he was at this year. Um, I just I don't see I don't see where the money is going to come from, especially if you're going to look to, you know, bring in a veteran goalie or, you know, find a a goalie. You're going to have to pay them. And I just the money's the money's just not there. And and maybe it is sort of a good way to part ways, being that the money that would come, (laughs) the money that would create that would come from losing Matheson, who the two of them had developed quite a chemistry uh, eventually uh, as the sort of lost boys, if you will. So maybe you don't rob Peter to pay another shitty version of Peter. Yeah. No, when I mean, when you explain the money part of it is, you know, I think a lot of Penguins fans, myself included, enjoyed CC this year, right? You Especially because the bar was set so low for him. Like, I wish the bar was set so low for me professionally, uh, as it was for Cody CC, where it's like, this guy showed up and didn't, like, fall on himself and fart on his butt. Like, it, that's really what was, like, the expectation of CC. Uh, just don't be Jack Johnson. And he wasn't, right? Where he was very, very serviceable uh, throughout the year and, and, and did fine. And so a lot of us are kind of very much like, yeah, bring CC back. But I, I do feel like you can you're, you're going to be able to find something or someone, even if they're not in the organization right now. I mean, you brought up Friedman and blah, 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 whatever. Rue Weedle, who's going to be with the Penguins till 2040. Uh, well, and, and, you know, to that point, too, CeCe's not the type of guy that's going to put your team over the top. Like, he, he's not, no. even, even no. at $1 million, he's not a guy that's going to win you a championship. So, you know, he, he, he's he's one of those players that, are everywhere right he's the type of player that a good general manager makes a shrewd decision about right like if hextall is legitimately a good general manager he's going to make a shrewd decision about like either i'm going to sign this guy on the cheap or i can find a guy who is like him on the cheap and that's kind of what i'm hoping to see from hexy this offseason is can he acquire those tiny little pieces that fit into your roster of a championship roster that are equitable financially that fit within the larger scheme of who the team is trying to be? And one other thing to also keep in mind here is um, they just lost their salary cap guy today. Sam was Sam was that guy. Um, that was that was one of his one of his roles when when he got promoted here was, you know, to be the the money guy, you know, just just beyond the the analytics side of things. But there, there's going to be a gap in the in the front office that someone's going to have to fill and fill pretty damn quickly because, you know, it's it's not as if, you know, the the expansion draft and the regular draft and free agency aren't all right around the corner. And. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the the old cap guy Botterill is with Seattle now, right? Correct. Yep. As he's he's an AGM. Uh, yes. And uh, Carmenos is in Buffalo now as an AGM. Jeff, I need you to head down to PPG right now with your calculator and a boombox. <laughs> Look for a guy named Kevin. He very prominently displays his CPA credentials. 
absolutely. And we need you to hold up that boombox with your calculator and just, you know, hold me now. Hold my heart. I want you to play that. You keep talking dirty to me like that, I might fall on my butt. (laughs) Don't do it. That's not what we're trying to do, Josh. Not like Cody CC. Don't fire on his butt. All right. Are we ready for our final mailbag question? Save the best for last. Lay it on me. All right. Let's do it. So this is coming from our very, 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 very good friend, Katie. She she wants to know which Penguins player is most likely to be down bad after watching Inside. <laughs> oh, Katie, man. Katie rules. Okay. Oh. So should, she, should, is this current, start, like, current future, past, former? Uh, let's, let's do current, because... Uh, just to spoil this a little bit, um, she and I had already had a short conversation about this. So let's do current. Let's do current and then do past. Okay. Okay, because I've got a pretty solid answer for past. Um, should we discuss inside first at all? Why don't you give us a quick synopsis? Yeah, absolutely, because, you know, I'm kind of that guy on the pod, right? So if you're unfamiliar with Inside, on uh, Netflix, the Netflix, as my uh, people say, um, (laughs) uh, Bo Burnham, really tall white dude, comedian who makes funny songs, uh, created something during quarantine. That's extremely depressing about how we all wanted to blow our brains out during that period of time. Uh, Metaphorically. Metaphor. I mean, is it though? But uh, yeah, no. And so it's, it's all of these kind of sketches and um, comedy songs that are kind of pieced together throughout quarantine and are pretty reflective of kind of what we were all going through during that time of, not being able to go anywhere and not being able to see the people that we love. And so, yeah, I think we, it just came out a couple of weeks ago and I think uh, we are all, we are all pretty down bad having seen it. That's good. I think you should put that on your letterbox. <laughs> Absolutely. I will put that on my letterbox. All right, Rez. So who you got? Oh, shit. Okay, current Penguin, who I think is most down bad uh, from... uh, It's very hard. I feel like we're definitely leaning younger guy um, Mm -hmm. who is maybe, like, more engaging with that type of stuff. So, so can, can I do two... Can I cheat and do two answers? Sure. Okay, so so my two answers are number one, P.O. Joseph. I feel like not being in the lineup and, and also just having a little extra time, I feel like P.O. is is deep into the Bo Burnham. If it's not P.O., it's Jeff Carter because Jeff Carter feels to me uh, very much the sensible elder statesman coming in who is trying to 
figure shit out and having to come to Pittsburgh, especially leaving his family kind of behind, probably fucked him up a little bit. Those are my two answers. I disagree with both of them. That's fine. I don't give a shit what you think. That's fair. That's why we have a podcast together. (laughs) Uh, I think that the only right answer is Jason Zucker. Oh, man. I feel like just like... Explain that to me, because that feels way too much like dad energy. So he's he's right around the, the age range that, you know, you really get it. Um, and I okay, just I have, feel- two, I have two questions for you. How old is Jason Zucker, and does he have kids? Um, he does have kids, and he is uh, twenty nine. Ooh. Okay, continue. And just like his personality, I feel like checks all of the boxes of just like mm-hmm. feeling like that. And we should mention, right, like, it's not about, like, killing yourself or anything. It's about that very specific, like, depression we all had during quarantine, where it's like, how can we get through this quickly? It's a feeling of losing time and feeling like it was misdirected or without purpose. Mm -hmm. Not unlike the prelude and first several years of jared mccann's career wow i really hate where this is going but i can't argue with it a player who finds himself at yet another very interesting crossroads and therefore my answer all i can think about now is bone thugs and harmony the cuh crossroads and jared mccann incorporating into that video and even if it's not Jared McCann personally feeling those feelings, the fact that he is connected to Ryan Kessler via the trade used to pick him in the draft has to tie him down to being down bad somehow. I think we can all agree, though, that the one that would not be down bad at all would Brandon Tanev. No. Tanev doesn't make it through the first 15 minutes. No. He, and turns his, and on- his favorite one... His favorite bit is white woman's Instagram. He doesn't understand anything else. Everything else is complete. Like he can only get the man does not do subtext. It's all topical. (laughs) And that's how he plays hockey. All right. Well, I am out of questions. I feel like we did really good. I feel like we really answered a lot of the hot topics surrounding the Pittsburgh Penguins. What free agent is going to just get the dumbest contract? Cody CC. God, doesn't it seem like that's what's going to happen? I mean, eight years for Erickson Eck just seems fucking wild. I got to pull up cap friendly to see who else is still out there. Eight years. Think about where you were eight years ago. Eight years is a long ass time. Oh, shit. I mean, don't we owe Brandon Tanev for like a million more years? Oh, uh, you know, you know who's gonna, you know who's gonna get the fucking dumbest deal. It's gonna be Kyle Palmieri, thirty years old, due for uh, you know who should for a big the, raise but a big decline. You know who should get the dumbest deal is like, why is no one just throwing stupid money at Ovi? 
And someone is going to pay Zach Hyman so much money. Oh, and yeah. Realize, like, he sucks. That's, that's low-key probably the one that, that does it. And Stastny will get underpaid again. The Tatar is going to get underpaid yeah, and yeah, score the a billion Tatar fucking points. super weird. The Tatar thing is super weird. That's who I was just going to bring up. Hmm. I mean, Montreal's got to keep Dano, right? But if Dano hits the open market, somebody is going to offer him... Somebody that has an analytics department is going to pay him all the money. Oh, my God. Somebody who has a fantasy hockey team is going to pay him all the money. But no, after this playoff run, he is kind of cemented himself for sure. <sighs> There's a lot of interesting names on here. Saad... Alex Goligoski on here. Mike Hoffman. It's a rough go for me. Which one? The real one, you motherfucker. The other one's a free agent, too, I would suspect. <sighs> like, somebody's going to take a crack at Grubauer, right? Yeah, you would think. Uh, He's going to stay, but... right. Tyson the only Barry. way Colorado's going to have this core broken up is people just bidding them out of being able to pay who they got. Yeah, you would think that... I mean, hockey's so dumb. I mean, they won't, but... What's going to happen with Getzloff? Uh, probably stays in Anaheim. Yeah, that's kind of my read, too. It would kind of be interesting to see him someplace else. I don't, um, so I don't have any other questions. So uh, let's let's get out of here, boys. Say goodbye, Rez. It was a wonderful time. Felt honored to answer everyone's questions. Say goodbye, Josh. Thank you, everyone. As always, by the time you listen to this, Tampa Bay will have hoisted the cup. Maybe, probably, yeah, probably. But uh, always a pleasure. Glad that we can still find things to talk about. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Peace. I don't yeah. cheat. I'm doing the best I can well, over here. Rez, Rez just reads them in order. At least I try to mix it up a little bit. Oh, my God. How dare you? I don't know what you guys want from me right now. This is going to be the opening clip and it's going to be annoying. <laughs>